Welcome to the Fit Body Secrets Podcast. I am Coach Cheryl, and my mission is to bring you all inspiration, education, and a ton of training tips to help you all be more successful on your fitness journey. Whether your goal is to lose body fat, build muscle, perform better, compete at your highest, or simply fix the hormonal and metabolic conditions that have held you back for years and years and years, I hope to offer you guys simple, science-based nutritional approaches that are going to help you finally see the results that you're looking for. If you get any value out of this episode or any of my episodes, please shoot me a DM, shoot me a review, let me know that you're listening because my mission is to help you be more successful. Enjoy the episode. All right, guys. Happy Sunday. I am recording on a Sunday this week. It has been a great week actually coming off of an amazing experience last weekend at the Nutrition Coaching Summit where I was around a bunch of amazing coaches out there learning from some of the best in the space, and honestly, just getting to connect with a lot of other coaches, uh, also looking to create impact in this world. And it kind of really sparked me into a topic that I haven't discussed in quite a while on my podcast, although I have brought it up quite a bit on my social media marketing or social media marketing on my social media is, um, you know, this concept of in a reverse dieting. And I talk a lot about, you know, getting you guys to learning how to eat more to weigh less, because it is really important for us to realize that when we are trying to achieve uh, the ideal body composition, not only for how we look aesthetically, but what we're going to perform our best and feel our best in life. Um, honestly, chronically under eating is probably one of the worst ways to try and achieve that goal. And I just think that it's really hard for people to understand that because for so long, you know, people have been fed to eat less, eat less, eat less, and move more, move more, move more. Well, there is an application and a, and a need for that. But the truth is, the time we spent dieting or eating less should be way less than the amount of time that we spent eating at maintenance. And, and this is where reverse dieting can come into play. So hopefully today's episode will give you guys a little bit more of an understanding of, of how to do this, why to do this, how to apply it. Um, and for those of you guys out there, just to get started, is like if you're somebody out there that has lost weight, regained weight, lost weight, regained weight, this is where reverse dieting might be the right thing for you. Um, there's a lot of scenarios that I'm going to give into today, but particularly for those of you guys out there that just can't seem to maintain any sort of weight loss. And there's a lot of food guilt and there's a lot of, you know, just feeling like you're always having to start something over again. I want you guys to give you uh, a little bit of a different strategy that might help you guys be more successful. And if you are trying to lose body fat, then starting with a reverse diet, if you have never done that might actually be the right thing to do. Um, so let's get rolling and I'm going to kind of roll kind of like I did last week, giving us a little bit of overview of what to expect today. So we're going to talk about what is reverse dieting, understanding metabolic adaptations that happen as we, uh, lose weight, why we should reverse diet and some things that might actually affect the effectiveness of the reverse diet, uh, along with what you can be expecting, uh, along the way of, of reverse dieting, how long we should be doing it for, and, um, obviously how to apply it and, and how to monitor when we should actually stop like when are we in a good place? And so we're going to kind of roll right into things here. So what exactly is reverse dieting? And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I have a picture of a person staring at a small, uh, small plate full of a couple of tomatoes and some lettuce. And the reverse diet example or de definition I'm going to give you is it is a method that involves slowly and strategically bringing up calorie intake in an effort to raise our metabolic rate. And essentially mm -hmm. why I put it that way is that I think that what a lot of people think reverse dieting is, it's just bringing up calories. And this is also why they're often met with, why is my weight going up? Why am I feeling bloated all the time? Why am I getting all this bad feedback? Um, I don't want to do this. It's not, it's not working for me. 
because they're not doing it in a strategic way. Uh, if you're not tracking your calorie intake and you're trying to reverse diet, you're not going to be successful. You have to be able to understand if you want to get the best results out of a reverse diet, the best way to do this is to be keeping an accurate food journal. I think that a lot of people are very good at tracking calories for the most part when they're trying to lose fat, but when they're actually trying to eat more, they don't see the benefit of this. And this is probably also likely why a lot of people end up regaining weight because the second they're not like, they're not trying to track to lose weight, they don't track their food anymore. They stop tracking. So um, ensure that you are really good at tracking food is going to help that. And we do it in a slow and strategic way to watch and monitor changes in your biofeedback, how you're feeling, how your digestion is, how your energy levels are, how your body's responding to it. Also watching the weight, uh, hopefully ensuring that we are looking to minimize fat gain. And for a lot of people, you can actually put on some muscle when you're reverse dieting. So we want to see positive changes from a reverse diet, not negative changes. All right, so let's talk a little bit about one of the main things and, and why we why we bring up reverse dieting as nutrition coaches. Something that we see very commonly in the nutrition coaching space is clients that come to us that are eating anywhere from 800 to 1200 calories a day um, and they can't lose weight. You know, they're there or or that worked for them at one point and now it's not working for them anymore uh, or they've lost a considerable amount of weight and they're stuck where they're at. And that's why I wanted to start by talking a little bit about what is metabolic adaptation, because this is going to help you guys understand why reverse dieting could be the solution to why you're not getting results. So essentially, when we eat less food, we eat less calories and less food volume, our caloric expenditure also drops for a couple of reasons. One, um, we are not going to have as high of a thermic effect of feeding. So without having as many calories to break down, our body doesn't have to do as much work in the digestive system to break those things down Two, with a lack of energy available, our body will start to slow things down to compensate for that lack of energy. So, um, there is a difference in our calorie expenditure when we feel really good and alert versus when we feel tired and sluggish hands down. The more alert and energetic you are, the more calories you are burning. The more tired you are throughout your day, the less calories you are burning. And I can tell you that from personal experience. So we need to understand that as we eat less food, our caloric expenditure is also going to drop. As we lose weight, we also see a change in our caloric expenditure because as we weigh less, we don't burn as much. So if you put a 20 pound weight vest on and you go for a walk, you're going to burn more calories than if you didn't have that weight vest on. So if you lose that 20 pounds, you no longer have that weight vest on to burn calories. So we are going to weigh less there. Um, if you are losing muscle, if you are not dieting in the right way, you are also going to lose um, some of your basal metabolic rate because you no longer have that extra muscle that you are carrying on that's going to increase that. So we want to make sure we're looking at metabolic adaptation because reverse dieting can actually help with some of this. So I have this little picture up here of three women, and, and this can be for men as well, but this is just a picture I have, and this is taken right from Precision Nutrition. Um, and it's just going to kind of show you also what kind of happens as we diet, right? So the, the one on the left there you see maintains her weight at roughly around 24 to 2,500 calories a day, never dieted before. Okay, and in the middle there, oops, I can't move this uh, slide picture here, but it's right in the way of what you see underneath there. But she just tried her first diet recently, and now she's um, honestly on a little bit of a cut. So she's, you know, maintaining her weight a little bit at a lower lower, cal ugh, lower calorie number. And then the one on the, on the far right you see has dieted on and off for years. Okay, so this is what we typically mm -hmm. see. Every time we diet, we lose weight, and then we bring calories up and we lose weight. That yo-yo dieting slowly starts to cause a change in our metabolic rate. Even though all three of these women might weigh the exact same, 
now their metabolisms have now morphed to be three very different metabolic uh, pictures or different metabolic rates. So we want to make sure we're watching that. And this is where if you guys diet the right way, you cut weight the right way, we hope we won't have any negative adaptations from that. But this is where reverse dieting can also come into play. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about the effects of uh, reverse dieting. I already had kind of mentioned that we're going to see a drop in our basal metabolic rate because as we weigh less, we're going to, we're going to move less, or as we weigh less, we're going to burn less. As we eat less, we're going to move a little bit less. We're also going to be not as having that high thermic effect of feeding. So mm -hmm. those things are all going to factor into why having a reverse diet can be super helpful because if we now um, have a different type of adaptation, AKA we bring calories up now our BMR can rise. So we are going to be eating more food. So it means we're going to be burning more calories through digestive rate. Um, our non-exercise activity will typically pick up because we have more energy. Our work capacity is going to mm -hmm. come up. And I didn't mention that, but on this one here, you're going to see as we are cutting calories back, our energy expenditure during exercise also goes down. Exercise becomes a little bit harder. When we bring calories up, exercise becomes a lot easier. So our work capacity increases. So we're actually going to be burning more calories. Um, and this is where it's so important for you guys to understand. I wrote here the problem. By the time someone gets to goal weight, often the amount of calories they are eating to maintain it are not sustainable. Slowly calories sneak back in. And then we start to have a yo-yo effect on that chronic diet restrict binge cycle. Um, and this is important for you guys to understand because, you know, I think a lot of us put a lot of guilt and a lot of, you know, self-blame on ourselves for why all of a sudden we were so good and disciplined during the diet. And now we can't seem to get our shit together. And it really comes down to a lot of the physiological signs that your body is giving you that, hey, you are now trying to weigh less. You have less body fat on you. You have less energy available and calories become easier to just kind of sneak in. And originally in, in, in the beginning, you're like, it's not so big of a deal. It's just a little bit here and there. But then those little things start to become more often. And that's where the calories start to really creep back up. With a reverse diet, we can actually bring calories up in a very strategic and slow way that we can eat more calories and maintain our weight. But this is where the precision of doing this just as seriously as you would a fat loss phase is really important. So let's talk about a couple of differences here that you're going to see on the screen. Oh, my coffee bug is closed. All right. So I know this might be kind of small on your end. I'm not hundred. I'm not actually I'm not hundred percent sure how big this looks on your end. Cause I'm looking at my screen. It looks small on my screen. Um, on the photo on the left here, what you're going to see is uh, the, the the typical yo-yo dieter. So as we go into a fat loss phase, right, we have to drop our calorie intake. As we drop our calorie intake and we start to weigh less, our metabolic rate also decreases. Let's just say we get to a point where like, oh, it's, it's vacation day, uh, diet's over, and we go on vacation and boom, we start to kind of eat more again, calorie intake goes up and we come back from vacation and we're not, we're not motivated. So we end up maintaining that there. So we're back to kind of like maybe even being a little bit higher than we were when we left. Um, and we've got this craziness here. Now we're like, all right, it's time to cut again. It's after the holidays. It's New Year's Day. It's time to go ahead and drop back down. Boom, we drop again. And then as you can see, we bring calories up. What you're noticing here is that with this yo-yo effect, we're seeing that the weight and the calorie intake is going up higher and higher but our metabolic rate is still staying low because this is not giving our body good signals. It's teaching our body that we are binging to, to hold on. It's the quote unquote starvation mode. 
because what might be coming next is starvation or is, is going to be that famine. So we're, we're essentially setting ourselves up to store body fat and slow metabolic rate rather than optimizing. With a reverse diet, the goal is to do it in a way that as we cut weight, we slowly bring things back up and the weight might come up a little bit, but the goal really is to rise, see a rise in our calorie intake and our metabolic rate while our weight stays about the same. And that is the goal of reverse dieting. You know, with a lot of people though, they, they think that when they reverse diet, they're supposed to lose weight. And that's not really the case. Sometimes you do, but the goal really is, is if I can bring calorie intake up and we get the metabolic rate up, now it can make this so much easier. So let's just say you're stuck here, right? Maybe you're plateaued, okay? If instead of here, we drop in, instead of dropping things back down, if you're plateaued, what if we instead had stayed here, brought calorie intake up, brought metabolic rate up, and instead of dropping down right away, we actually saw the weight stay the same, and now we can kind of see that steady drop. What people don't realize is with changes in your biofeedback, how you feel, it's going to make that diet so much easier to sustain. Because now that you're eating more, we can actually get you to lose weight on more calories. Now, there's a couple of things that we have to think about when it comes to reverse dieting that are going to factor into your body's ability to take to it. Um, and this is really important for you guys to also understand is that our lifestyle matters. So an effective reverse diet works really well for hyper responders. These people are the ones that as you increase calorie intake, they're actually also increasing their calorie output and not by forcing it, but they just move more. They're like, I have more energy. They, they want to do more in their day. They want to move around more. They, they find themselves looking for things to keep them active. They're, they're more excited about their workouts. That is the goal. You know, that's probably when you're going to get the best results. Um, aging can play a factor in the effectiveness of a reverse diet. Not that age is the problem, but as we age, we are losing anywhere from five to 10 pounds of our metabolically active muscle tissue, unless we are strength training regularly. And this is why strength training for women in particular is so important. If you are not strength training regularly, you are slowly seeing a decrease in your lean muscle mass. And then the last one is I've already kind of hit the nail on the head is that nutrition accuracy has to be in place. We have to make sure that we are not guessing on our calorie intake. Because even, you know, when I'm doing a reverse diet the right way for somebody, it's going to be like a hundred calories a week. And that can be very easily untracked. So we want to make sure we're doing it the right way. All right. Going back to this varying results one, um, this is just like a really cool example that I wanted to show you guys is there was a study done where they were essentially feeding people an extra thousand calories a day, a controlled study. And mind you, let me just tell you that a lot of these control studies are very hard to control. Um, and what you're seeing here is that they had these people eat an extra thousand calories a day. And on the top here, I know it might be kind of small. Some of them gained upwards of, it looks like uh, almost 10 pounds on the bottom, whereas the top only ate a, only gained about one pound. And the main reason for this is changes in metabolic rate, obviously how much lean muscle tissue some of these people have versus others, but more importantly, their lifestyle you know, what happened when, when they add those extra calories and some of them were likely hitting it harder in the gym, burning more others were probably not doing much of anything. And I've talked a lot about the metabolic toggles, right? And this is where there's a difference between the person that eats more and exercises more. They are the more of the athlete model or the person that eats more and exercises less. And they're kind of like the couch potato model. So we want to make sure that we are finding our place of a balance between how much exercise and activity we need to feel good and to see results. And that's going to help also build our metabolism. 
All right. So here's a couple of applications and where you guys are probably like, all right, just give me the good share. What am I supposed to be doing when I reverse diet? So why would I want to reverse diet? Well, number one is, as I've already mentioned, coming out of a fat loss phase, let's just say you just lost five, 10, 20, 30 pounds. And you'll know when it's time to start to work on maintenance, because you're going to start to find it's getting a lot harder for you to keep what you're not, not motivated as much anymore. Now, if you just started and you're not motivated, it's different, but if you've been going for a long time, you've lost a considerable amount of, about a, a, a considerable amount of weight and you're starting to find a, a little bit burned out by the, the thought of chasing fat loss, it might be time to come out of the fat loss phase and work on a reverse diet. This is going to help you maintain that loss. Even if you aren't quite at your goal weight yet, remember, you don't have to be, fat loss is not a linear thing. You can take breaks. You can, if you cut 5, 10, 15 pounds and you do a reverse diet, you bring things back up, you're holding up at maintenance for a little while, doesn't mean you can't go back into a fat loss phase in another three or four months. Just give your body a break from that constant thought of fat loss. Number two is maybe you have a lack of results despite really trying to be accurate with calorie counting and macro counting and hitting the gym. You know, this is typically when you, you have to keep dropping calories down and you're not getting anywhere. And if it's getting to a place where like the amount of calories you're eating is not, it's not in line with what you actually enjoy, it's probably time for you to do a reverse diet, making sure that you're working on lifestyle, getting yourself moving more, uh, burning more calories throughout your day, getting more muscle on your body and eating more food. Number three is you're looking to get ripped. You want to get strong. You want to get lean. You want to be more athletic. Uh, when you reverse diet, we can bring calories up, get you in a place of optimization for building lean muscle tissue while minimizing fat gain. And this works really, really well for CrossFitters because you're typically going to be looking at eating close to maintenance, sometimes slightly above, sometimes slightly below. But with you guys doing the high intensity training, frequent weightlifting, and a lot of that, you know, just that constant training of the central nervous system, the extra calories is going to help you get a better response from that. And if you are doing heavy enough weights, you're hitting the overload. You're also going to see better results. And then number four, maybe you just want to eat more food. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Some people are always like, I just feel like I, you know, maybe you do eat very, very clean and maybe you are maintaining your weight. You're happy with how you look, but you're just like not happy. Like you wish you could eat a little bit more. Might be time for a reverse diet. All right, let's talk about how to get started. So the first thing here is knowing if you actually need a, need a reverse diet. What the number one thing is, is if you're assuming you need a reverse diet, AKA you're the person like, I swear I don't eat enough food. Tracking your intake is so important. If you are not tracking your intake for at least seven to 10 days, you cannot tell me you need a reverse diet. We have to have an accurate account of how many calories you're taking in. Once we have that, now we can assess, do you need a reverse diet? So we're gonna wanna start by, calculating your um, calorie needs at rest and then are for your BMR and then also for TDE. So essentially assigning a caloric number for how much you need to maintain your exercise habits and all that stuff and figuring out where you should be essentially for maintenance according to a calculator. But we have to have that calorie intake because it, it, lets, it allows us to see, all right, this is optimal essentially, but this is where you're at. And knowing where you have to get to is really, really important. For some people, they might realize they don't need a reverse diet. They just actually need to be consistent with their calorie tracking. And honestly, maybe look at bringing up their BMR, bringing up their caloric intake, because if they want to lose fat, the amount of calories they're trying to diet on is not very satiating to them. So we want to have that assessment first and foremost to be able to figure out where exactly we want to go. 
And then how do we actually apply reverse dieting, right? So number one is once we know where our calories need to be or where we want to get them to, essentially, we have to start by balancing out the macros. And the, and the most important macronutrient, honestly, guys, is protein. The other two doesn't really matter that much as long as it is sustainable and balanced and it supports your lifestyle and your training modality. So if you're doing CrossFit and you're trying to do like a low carb diet, it's not going to be as beneficial. And carbohydrates tend to have a better effect on muscle building than fat. So we would be better off having a higher carb, higher protein diet and a little bit lower fat diet. Um, but we want to make sure we're setting our protein somewhere close to one gram per pound of body weight. Uh, if you're significantly overweight or you do have some body weight to lose and you're looking at using the reverse diet to hopefully improve your um, results in a fat loss phase, we're going to want to start close to goal body weight. And that is not a high number. I think that a lot of people, that's a high protein diet. No, that is a moderate protein diet. Uh, the standard American diet is typically a very low protein diet. And it's, and they actually show you that it's essentially the minimum intake. Okay. That's not the optimum intake. When they, when they talk protein numbers for the RDA recommended, that's the minimum we're looking to optimize here. So right around one gram per pound is where you should be. Then from there, we want to take a look at that matching of, okay, here's where my calories are. Here's where I want to get them to go. I don't want to just jump them up right away. I want to find a strategic way of bringing them up. And there's actually a couple of ways we can do this. We can do it by bringing up, you know, call it like hundred to 150 calories a week or anywhere from five to 15% a week. And we're adding a little bit to every single day. Or we can have like a little bit of a calorie cycling thing where maybe we have some higher training days. We want to increase our calories uh, maybe a couple of days a week and then do that for a few weeks and then add a couple of more days, a, a couple of days a week. We can kind of sprinkle them in throughout the week and then slowly kind of tailor on it. All depends on the individual. So we can kind of go seven days a week or we can do like two or three days this week. And then next week we're doing like four or five days and then we're going six or seven days. And then we're adding a little bit more on top of that. So we can slowly bring things up over time, either by week or by the day. And then we're going to be wanting to assess our, our hunger and our satiety cues, our biofeedback, how well we're sleeping um, any cravings for getting, um, tracking weight, tracking measurements, tracking photos, tracking all of these things to see how the reverse diet is working. And then how do we know when to stop? Okay. Well, you know when to stop because the amount of food you're eating, you're like, I don't want to eat any more food. I'm not interested. I have enough calories. I don't feel hungry all the time. Um, my biofeedback is good. My performance is good. Um, maybe you start to see some undesirable body composition changes. You're not liking the way you look anymore. Uh, now, mind you guys, don't let this be a mental thing. If you do deal with some body dysmorphia, make sure that you're taking photos, taking measurements, not just relying on having a bad day and being like, oh my God, I look bloated today. Um, and then the most important one is the length of time in the reverse um, versus the calorie deficit. And this is a really important one. So if you have been in a calorie deficit for like years and years and years and just been chronically dieting, you're going to need a little bit longer in the reverse. You're going to need a little bit longer in the maintenance phase. Um, if you've only been just coming out of a fat loss phase the first time, maybe you don't need that much time. And then we can kind of move into maintenance and intuition, but we want to make sure we're giving our body enough time to adapt to these changes. And how do you know when to keep going? Well, you're freaking hungry because usually with the reverse diet, we're going to see that our appetite goes up a little bit as the thermic effect of feeding goes up. Our body's going to start to crave those nutrients. Maybe your feedback still isn't very good. You're still having some sleep issues, some sleep disturbances. Maybe you're, you know, you're still feeling a little bit off with things. Um, you're not getting any negative body composition changes. You haven't seen anything bad happen. So you're like, well, why not keep eating some more? Um, and the length of the time in the reverse is less than your time in the deficit. So we want to make sure we are giving our body enough time to recover. As I already mentioned, the end goal of a reverse diet is honestly that we should, I'm just going to read this right out here at the end of a successful reverse diet, you should feel 
energized and excited. You should see improvements in your relationship with food and hunger cravings should be manageable. Many times we need to proceed a fat loss phase with, with a reverse diet, which often makes fat loss easier. So this is where you guys have to understand that sometimes the best place to start your fat loss phase is with the reverse diet to get you in a healthy place. So when you drop into a fat loss phase, you are more successful. And it all comes down to knowing your relationship with food, how long you've been trying to lose weight for, what you've tried in the past, and getting a really accurate account for what your body needs. And this is where having a full assessment will help you with that. So that was my quick little talk today on reverse dieting. And I know that I could have really kind of went down the rabbit hole in a lot of things, but I did want to kind of keep it focused for you guys. Um, I myself have went through my own reverse diet and a lot of my clients have been very successful with um, seeing reverse dieting work for, for, as I mentioned, all of these end goals, right? We want to make sure that we are actually feeling good and satiated on the amount of food we're eating. We don't feel restricted in our life. And obviously discipline is very different than restriction. So um, we all have to realize that in order for us to maintain a fit body, we also have to still have some level of discipline in our life, but it should not come at the result of feeling constantly restricted in our day to day. Um, we want to remove the food guilt. We want to feel really good. Um, so if you are somebody out there that like really struggles with this whole concept of eating more to lose weight and really want to get a little bit of a deeper dive on if you need something like this, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk to you, connect, and um, hopefully give you some ideas to help you apply this more. Um, and there is a link for my Clarity Call application in the show notes. So uh, feel free to reach out. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And I will see you all next week. Have a good day.